Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derbies, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast. It is episode number 424. If you can believe that, Brian made the trip in. Good to catch up with Brian. He's back to work now, so all the fun and games have ended and, and life is back to usual happy new year happy new year though if i win the lottery of 785 million dollars <laughs> we will never hear from you again we will they will never see my fat ass unless, <laughs> I, unless i'm wearing orange they will never see my fat ass in Santa county jail again uh happy birthday out to devin germain he uh made the heavy hitter list for demolition derby life magazine and i here, think that was here. weighted i don't think he you know <laughs> oh boy you're <laughs> you <laughs> You know not the stones you're over stones you're overturning there. Oh man, well, uh, uh, well, I'm sure we'll be talking with them in the the not too distant future. Uh, last night, if I if I read the tea leaves correctly, um, T.J. McCulloch was on the revved up garage cast with Stephen Sickles talking about what they've got upcoming for their season. So uh, jump on there, check that. I, I have no doubt that we'll be catching up with T.J. among the many other things that he's got going on. Like I was saying, it's uh, today is Wednesday, January the 4th, and we've already got a jam-packed schedule. Huh? It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's Tuesday, um, January the 3rd. But uh, nonetheless, I digress. The, over the weekend, the Buck had the demolition derby uh, that, that they were talking about at New Year's Eve. It ended up getting pushed to Sunday on New Year's Day. Uh, John Alexander, he was up here in studio with um, – Alex Sager, he was not able to get the car to the track as they were getting ready to pull the car out of the shop and get it ready to load. The rack was making all sorts of clunking and thunking, and the car didn't go. So, unfortunately, they did not get the chance to go. But on the flip side, however, up in uh, Kearney, Nebraska, at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds, Cornhusker Chaos did get off the ground. And we've got the Carandas joining us here, uh, Casey and Dylan who picked up the win over there in the two-man class. That name should sound familiar from terrorizing uh, that neck of the woods. And also we saw them, uh, we, we saw at least Casey, was on the track winning at Blizzard Bash. So uh, this was a, a couple years back. But uh, nonetheless, you know, congratulations, guys. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Appreciate you making some time for us. And uh, joining us via Zoom, we've got both of those guys. Congratulations on the win. And, you know, it, uh, the, the derby season has already begun, and we're a, a short three days in. Yeah, thanks. It's there's a lot of work. Has <laughs> <laughs> it has it been as much fun as it would seem? Uh, the fun's kind of leaving it for me these years. Why is <laughs> why is that? Uh, it's a lot of work, and I don't know. It it's a lot of studying and manipulating frames to make them hard anymore. So, is is that a um? Is that a product of the show choices? Is that a product of the card choices? You know, we're, we're, we're no strangers to the fact that the Demolition Derby has certainly changed from, you know, the chain and go era back in the 80s and, you know, the early 90s and stuff. Things have changed dramatically. And it seems like those two-man classes aren't necessarily um, uh, immune to that either. But uh, at the same time, um, um, the, the, the two-man classes aren't 
an attraction anymore either. They're getting just as much build attention. You guys were in the uh, two-man team, not two people per one car. So all of that stuff um, sort of factors into where we're at as the sport continues to evolve. Is that is it show choice or is it car choice? Is it all of it? It's kind of all of it. <clears throat> a lot of the a lot of the shows that we only run anymore. They don't. I like to run them where there ain't protectors in there and stuff. So. You like to run with the protectors? No, without them. Without them. Yeah, those are getting a little bit tougher to come by just with, with the advent of all of the, the big money engines and stuff. You know, we've even seen that influence kick in around here. Even if they just want to run the lower cradle, they yeah. still want to be able to protect that investment so that you don't you don't tear blocks apart. And I mean, I can I can see it, but, you know, with that inch comes the mile. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and that's the thing. I mean, we've, you know, we've freed a lot of... Uh, a lot of talk guys in Pennsylvania back and forth. You should run cradles. You shouldn't run cradles. You should run this. You should run that. Um, you know, I, today, I mean, there's there's getting to be, you know, a, a decent variety of, you know, where you can run them or where you can't run them. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm old, so I, I agree with them. I, I would rather, you know, no protectors, no. Let's just, you know, build to the rules and see who can drive. I mean, that's, you know, that's how I feel. Um but you know, I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, I can like I said, we've we've seen the bonuses of both. I mean, they you know, but I I can totally understand the the not wanting to deal with all the protectors and garbage. But even at at the current point, you know, I I don't think there's ever been a car that's come through demolition derby that's been given as much oh to gosh. make it to make it tougher the way that the Fords are. But when we were talking with J D. Lorraine last week, he was even saying that it's getting tough to come by a good Crown Vic, and he wants you know he's he's uh, kind of predetermined in his mind that he wants to get something out of florida less rust is better etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. and and you have to do so much of that and that kind of leans into what what uh, uh the Karandas were saying there uh in terms of you know how much work it takes to to make it go if, if you're building a new style ford you've got to do a lot to it in order to get it to go on paper now you can run a mid-90s lincoln you can see those things all over the place in bone stock shows and they hold their own the back ends roll just about perfect straight out of the box so mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I get it, and uh, and by all means, guys, nothing's getting any cheaper either, is it? No, it's hard for a young kid to get started anymore. What are Vicks going for out there where you guys are at? Uh, eight hundred. I, I think at the Carney auction, they went for about eight hundred bucks. Yeah, they used to be. I mean, they used they used to go, you know, four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, for nothing. If that, that's crazy. And I mean, there's you know they're. There used to be a million of them around, and I mean, you, you know, they're they're still there, but you know, it just guys are guys are hoarding them like they used to hoard iron, old iron, right? Um, you know, and it's and it is too. It's funny. I was I was mentioned talking to Corey Relier, and that's what he said. Is he was looking for a really nice eleven, and I said, man, I said it's you know, I know Mike Oliver's got a couple up here, and but they're becoming scarce. I mean, I've asked a couple guys about them, and they're they're harder to come by. So. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's it's just part of derbying. I mean, it's it you know, it's it's become, you know, it was obviously the the for I don't know twenty years, thirty years, it was the Chevy wagon, and uh, you know now they're even more scarce and even more valuable, and you know that's what's going to happen to Vicks eventually. I mean, you know, eventually, I still think we're a long ways off oh, from yeah, that. You though. know, twenty years from now, guys are going to be paying twenty five hundred bucks for a a ninety HD. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> that, that that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's you know the 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 um, demand is it's going to drive the price up. So, you know, it's it, <laughs> Derbian is Derbian all I, in my humble opinion, I think all Derbian started out as a cheap sport. Hey, let's 
buy this junker, we'll knock the windows out. Well, and then somebody goes, you know, if we just did this, and then if we did that, and then we did this, and we did that, and I think every I, th- I think game. every novice street stock division at any <laughs> local track around the country can say the same thing. Oh yeah. Um, Cornhusker chaos. You guys came down with the the team win there. That's um, uh, reckless promotions. Uh, Logan Dowie of the Dowie family putting on this show at the uh, Buffalo County Fairgrounds there in Kearney. Tell us a little bit about the show as a whole. And and I guess I my first question is, did you ever expect that you would be derbying in the middle of Nebraska this early in the season? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nebraska used to have some good wintertime shows, and that's probably about the only big show that we really got left besides, uh, uh, what's that one, Border Wars? Border Wars is about the only uh, two big shows in Nebraska. Derby in Nebraska is kind of dying real fast nowadays. I mean, nobody getting in it. So, but yeah, we really like to run Cornhusk for Chaos. It's a fun show for us. Not too far away. That uh, Nebraska was a hotbed. I mean, for years, like when when you know when We Crash first came around, that's everybody mm-hmm. was talking about Nebraska. You get the DVDs out of Nebraska. Um, you know, Husker Havoc. Yeah, Husker Havoc. Um, Husker Havoc, the first Husker Havoc, I think, was running a running a um, a cattle auction barn or something. The ceiling was as low <laughs> as it is here. <laughs> way yeah, back though, was, I mean, way crazy. back. Blue Media DVD then. Yeah, but you know, that's 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 sad to hear, man. There's, I mean, there's still you know good drivers obviously coming out of you know the call Nebraska home, but you know you, you that was kind of always on our bucket list was to get out there to to get to a show. So, and is, isn't there now? There's, I guess, there's essentially two border wars, right? One promotion kept it, and then somebody split off, and now there's another border war. Well, I'm not 100% sure on that. I know Rob Baker's got the one border wars of Stanton, the other, and that I don't, okay. I don't know if they're That's the, or not. Rob Baker's was the one that was the one that I was thinking of, but then I thought that we had a conversation with somebody else where we even did a live draw show for it, but maybe it wasn't border war, I think it was over near Lyon up in the upper mm. northeast corner but i can't remember for sure but um uh you know the the show the competition it seemed like that that team division that you guys were entered in had some pretty stout competition there's certainly no slouches out there and and we're talking about the land of the rosnos too so that's always <laughs> that's always fun to to see those those common names keep popping up on the on the results list tell us a little bit about the derby itself the car choice and and how everything played out was there a point where you started looking around saying you know this is this is ours to lose Yeah, I was, I was kind of sandbagging a little bit. I seen uh, Casey was hitting pretty hard in the feature, so I figured I was going to bag it out a little bit. So we had a car left over at the end if we needed it. And then all of a sudden there was only five of us left, and I kind of figured it was kind of ours to lose then. Gotcha. <laughs> so is, is it kind of nice when, when you see your uh, your teammate out there making junk and you're like, yeah, I can, I can just kind of take it easy and ride for a while? I mean, it's got to be kind of a nice feeling. That's that's normally how it goes for us. I like I like to drive a little more. He likes to hit a little more, so I can wake up the next day and still move. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's easy to mop up when somebody paves the way, right? Yes, 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 it is. <laughs> yeah, that, running that old checkered cab in reverse, it's pretty rough on the body. I need to. We might have to swap a seat out in that thing. Oh. It's, it was it was funny. We were, year, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody just, oh, uh, Bobby Perrell down here in town. He, a guy that runs a, a sh- sure. uh, shop here. Uh, I had him put a um, half shaft in my truck, and we got talking, and he asked if I still derbied. And 
I said, yeah, once in a while. He goes, man, your back must be terrible. I said, oh, no. I said, I don't back up. I said, you got to be able to drive to back up. I said, I go forward <laughs> as hard as it'll go. So, yeah, I, I, that's one thing I've, it's always made me hesitant was that backing up. And I, I have a lot of respect for you guys that can do it and hit things and, and, and tear stuff up like you guys do. So, but, yeah, that, that backing up is, whew, that, that plays havoc with the old back and neck and everything else. So the, 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 the budding topic of conversation is the checker cab. What did we learn aside of the seat? What did we learn? What can we apply? And are we going to see another one? Uh, oh, that's my second one I've built. I did one 10 years ago, but they're, uh, they're a lot of work. They're kind of like building a, oh, like a box imperial. Mm-hmm. That's what you kind of build them as. And once you get all the suspension stuff tweaked on, then they're, they're a hard car, and originally that one was going to have uh, uh, torsion bars in it. I was going to put Mopar suspension in it, but when I called Logan, he uh, he shot that down. He said that was – you need to tone that car down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have made the front even more stiff to put a nice set of uh, torsion bars in it. I mean, forever up yeah. here, the checker cab was outlawed. Yeah. You couldn't run it any place, and, and little by little, as the Imperials have sort of come back, you've seen the checker cab sort of gain a little bit of traction too. And you know, having built one ten years ago versus where we're at right now, it's a it's a much much different world too. Oh yeah, uh, for for what you're able to do with it, the the it seemed like it seemed like it did everything that you wanted it to do. It certainly seemed like it was a tough car, but but the suspension components are kind of something that sticks out in my mind. I, I realize how tough it was back at. Um, Dustin Woods uh, format show um, two years ago. I think it was two years ago, might even be three, where somebody had an Imperial and they messed up the steering pump and it's not like a part that you can just interchange. It's pretty no. specific to that car, the way that it, it, uh, the way that it functions and everything. So is that, is that kind of the same boat? Are you in a, a, a spot where you have only a, a finite pool of parts to pick from? Uh, they're not too bad. They, they have a lot of, uh, Chevy parts in them up front, but like the spindles are completely different. Uh, like I was running that show and the center link that's in that car, if that ever broke, I mean, it'd be done. I don't even know where you'd find one. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of that was in that car was like eighties Ford spindles and then, uh, eighties lower bolt ball joints and then 74 ltd tire rods i think i don't know i found those up in our barn uh probably like a week before the show and they just had the right bend to clear the a-arm i was like well we're going with those because i don't know what else to use <laughs> that's not kind of close i mean you know i just go up the bar and see what you can find and make it work that's that's but that's derby that's demolition derby to a t right there man it, it doesn't get any better than that more importantly, what else is in the barn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. It's kind of funny around our home way. Uh, Carandas are. It's funny when people come look at our cars. You know, we got duct tape and stuff holding stuff together, old fence post shifters, and everybody's just amazed how it just just keeps running. I guess so. Yeah, we just try uh, to keep it cheap and fun anymore. Yeah. Like they used to call that agricultural engineering when we yeah. used to race. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Joe Murata term? No, but that, no. that's when, uh, when my brother was running street stock. There was known to be bailing wire on that and some uh, 
maybe a plow point or such here and there. And so it was, but it, you know, it did pretty good. So continue doing it. Looking forward to everybody kind of hanging around with us a little bit later on. We're going to dive into some of the local racing scene uh, towards the towards the bottom half of the hour. Also going to be talking with uh, Ron McClung, um, God willing, that we can get the Zoom stuff working. Um, I am Demolition, Bad Ronnie. He's he's uh, he's he's pretty old school. If you're not familiar, spends a lot of time on phone calls, not on Zoom meetings. So we'll have to see, see how it goes. See see if that'll work. Hopefully everything comes together for him. Uh, some results overall from uh, Cornhusker Cast. Got Bergmark got the win in old school heat number three on day number two. Uh, Ryan Morse ended up with a mad dog in that one. The duo bone stock, Matt Rosno, and Craig Johnson got the duo bone stock win on day two in the trucks. It was Nick Bladow. Old school one was uh, Ben Ch- uh, Pycha, and he got mad dog. And then Logan uh, Wenski ended up getting old school two. Uh, duo bone stock, Dookie Stroach, and uh, Jake Teagues won that one. And then the Leonard Weld, Nate, uh, Nate Fowler, got the win and the mad dog in that one. So there's some... Some of the additional results in addition to the Carandas taking the, uh, the the two-man team portion of it, that checker cab, man, it was it was all the rage. There was a lot of buzz about it this weekend, um, gained a lot of attention, and we've, we've seen a couple of them, mm-hmm. but, but never to the point where the car was allowed to add everything that it needed to add no. uh, so that so that the body either didn't shred off it or or the, those steering components were yep. were susceptible to uh, to things like that. So it's um, it was it was good to see that. Uh, that car at least get enough, even though it didn't have the torsion bar suspension. I mean, can you imagine that? That would have been awesome. <laughs> now, Dylan, what kind of car did you run? I ran a 71 vehicle saver. Nice. Old yeah, iron. He, love he brought it over to What's that? I said he brought it over to my shop, and we gave it a little bit of frame straightening love. So <laughs> I did frame. one last year, and he goes, oh, we got to do it to my car. Now my brother's bothered bothered me, and he wants one done for the summer, maybe. So we'll see. <laughs> Can't be just giving your ideas away, your tips like that, man. You got to hold that stuff close. Oh, you'd be surprised if everybody would come to the pits. I mean, if they wanted to look at something, I'd show them and tell them how you know how we do it. But you can tell them how to do it, but odds are they probably don't do it right. <laughs> oh yeah, true. And that's you know that's the thing. I mean that that's one thing that has improved is. You know, when I started Derby and man, any secrets were they were under lock and key. It was family heirloom. You didn't share nothing. <laughs> um well, you know, family like I, the Benjamins, for instance. Um but those you know now tricks. those are whole frames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now guys are more willing, you know, hey, you know, so ask a question and you know, they you get the answer and you know, like like he said, you know, not everybody's gonna do it the right way and you can have you know, we've said it a million times, you can have a good car, but you know, if, if you don't have a driver in it, it's not going to work as well either. So, Well, frame straightening, I mean, there's so many different directions you can take that. Uh, I mean, pun you, pun not even intended there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other deal with that is, you know, it, it's come to pass where there's a lot of different tricks and stuff that you can apply. And, and we've said a bunch of times how cookie cutter, even some of the old iron has become. Mm-hmm. Some, of the, some of the Buicks, the, the 225s and stuff like that, and how yep. it's just a, a, a guide of check this box, check this box, check this box. But you can you can buy all the parts and you can apply everything that you want to yep. but but the way that the way that the Carandas built that 71 mm-hmm. it might not work for anybody else yeah and that's why it's not going to be done the right way because it wasn't done their way for how they're going to drive the car yeah, and, true. and and that's become so evident now in demolition derby as a whole just that the the notes you can 
Tell anybody you want. You're not going to be able to drive it the same way I am, so you're not going to have the same success. True. Take take whatever you want. Very true. I mean, I think about Rick Englehart when Rick had uh, Brett's round back at wheel days. <laughs> and, and Brett's car, you could have put your hand on the intake after he was done with it. Rick, he broke the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Why was that? And, you know, it's funny you bring Rick up because, you know, I'm sure I, – I, I don't know that Rick ever had any tricks for – the actual car building, but his motors and his transmissions were bulletproof. One trick, and he even showed us oh, the servo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> servo and and the downy. Right, two, <laughs> right. two, two. But you know, but I mean, you know, it's Rick's Rick's drive lines were bulletproof because his cars were the unless something broke early, they were junk when Rick got done with them. Right. So, you know, when lose or try, it was going to be junk, but. Yeah, you're right though. It, it depends. I mean, it's it's got to be built to suit the driver, and not every not every build suits every driver. After Dylan was done with that one, who's uh who ended up having the straighter frame after the run? I feel like I feel like Dylan's might have been able to to see a second run without as much repair as when Casey had it. Oh, my mine's definitely straighter. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even flake the rust yet. <laughs> Yeah, right, everybody, just every, a little bit of work in the back end, but not much. Mainly from him hitting me, that was about it. I was actually just going to ask you that. Has there been a case where where uh, Casey's out there going buck wild out there and and one of the brothers are out there just hoping to stay out of the way of the crosshairs <laughs> and, and just not take accidental friendly fire? Look at the nod. <laughs> <laughs> about every show, that's the way it is. But this show, I actually hit him once. Probably my hardest hit of the whole feature was hitting him when he got in the way, so... <laughs> that's great that happens sometimes it does it does we've seen it we've seen it happen in team shows before oh yeah um, and even some non-team shows where there were team shows we've seen that happen <laughs> we've, we've seen that as well uh but casey i mean you know talking about talking about hitting and friendly fire casey if i'm not mistaken you guys were at uh you're with your older brother at blizzard bash a couple years ago and won the two-man extreme class right yeah well capital carnage i'm sorry capital city happened. carnage right and uh, but, was were there any fists thrown inside the cockpit there as the decisions were being made about what direction the car should be going? Uh, not too much. I mean, <laughs> we kind of get along. I uh, I just get annoyed because he never gets on the throttle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm more sore getting hit by 800 cars than doing three or four big shots, but, you know. He likes to get bounced around, I guess. <laughs> it's always better to give than receive. I suppose. <laughs> what's uh what's up next for you guys after this? I mean, you guys have another three hundred and sixty two days of derby ahead of you. Oh, I don't know. Well, I do construction and he farms, so here before too long we get pretty well swamped, so I was gonna say it's gonna be time for you guys to go to work soon. Yeah. We there's some bigger shows that we wouldn't mind going to run, but uh, a lot of it's switching over now. You can't patch any rust in cars, and so to me, it's just getting to be. I just, uh, I just don't want to wreck five thousand dollars shells every no. time I want to go run. I guess so. I agree. But what's, we'll probably do some county fair stuff this summer around here. What's what's the biggest challenge? That, that you're facing now in terms of not being able to patch the to do the rust repair is it has it just been a product of people abusing that and so you're getting to a point where 
because it's been abused by so many different people that it's just off the table at this point? I think that's a problem. Uh, if there's a guy to blame for rust repair, I'm I'm pretty well known for it in Nebraska, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my last year's team car was a $175 sedan I bought, and it uh, I patched that for two years, so we cut for a long time last year on that one. Holy so. cow. <laughs> so uh, so that just begs so many questions. <laughs> Man, it sounds like you can move to Ohio and live there because God yeah. doesn't like to repair rust in Ohio. Have you ever thought of relocating? <laughs> <laughs> I like them rusty cars. They're a little bit cheaper. I don't have to spend as much. So. Yeah, but then you got to spend more on welding wire. Uh, a little bit, yeah. It's, welding wire is not too bad compared to some shows where I uh, – We'll bold everything, and that gets that gets expensive. Oh yeah, no that doubt. uh that year that uh, Capital had that uh, two man that paid ten to win. Uh, I had an Impala down there, and I bolted. I put over three hundred and some dollars worth of bolts in that thing. <laughs> and uh, after tech, we cut all them out and rewelded the doors. So yeah, sad that, day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also doesn't help when you're when you're fixing all the rust repair and then putting it back outside to age and then fixing the rust repair again and then putting it outside. <laughs> yeah. Trust that probably adds up too, right? <laughs> I would guess. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. What? Yeah, uh, that... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just wondered where the cars were. Now, I mean, did you park them out in front? Have you had a chance to look them over? I know uh, you were talking about having to do a little bit of frame repair on the '71. Uh, yeah. Mine we just kind of threw in the barn, and then uh, Dylan's sitting in his shop. So, but I think about all his needs is a change of bent rim. That's about it. Like I said, mine uh, just needs a little bit of work in the rear, and it'll be good to go. You're saying that uh, Dylan doesn't even have to change oil in his because it never got hot? Didn't even get... <laughs> that, is, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we, you know, the, the, the great thing about this is each guy is happy with their job. You know, the one guy goes out and makes junk. The other guy goes out and makes the money. I mean, as long as they're both happy, it's, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm sure everyone was probably wondering if I was even going to open it up in the future after the way our heat went. But usually in those heats for that team stuff, I like to just hang back and let guys whip it or whip their cars around out there and they usually bust their own suspension out so they don't have to do as much <laughs> right yeah i mean is that in the back of your mind trying to make sure that you had enough i mean that those checker cabs are always kind of advertised as being so stout did you think that there was going to be a situation where you could use the car up too early in in the heats and it'd be wiser just to wait it out no not really i was just just real lazy and i just didn't want to have to fix my own suspension i guess that's why i just I don't know. But once I'm in the feature, I don't really care if the tire falls off. <laughs> At least then I can feel proud if I junk it there. Right. Just horsepower over it then. You know, but, but he's completely right. I mean, how many times do you go to these shows and, you know, you see guys make a fast turn or and whatever and it'll lay a tire over and then the job's halfway done for you. Yep. You know, or I mean, if it's a rough track, they're, they're, breaking, they're breaking ball joints and such. And, you know, he's... Obviously, he's he's been doing this a little while. He's uh, right. he's he's been involved in a show or two, but he's right. I mean, it's you know, patience is so yeah. huge. And and I mean, 
you know, I'm old myself, so probably older than, than Casey. So I, I definitely don't want to fix something between heat and features. So, um, you know, it, it makes perfect sense when I mean, you, you know, you, you have to get through the heat, but, you know, you're obviously there to make the money and that's in the feature. So, you know, you, you have to find that uh, you have to find that happy medium. And obviously these two did. Dylan. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> you guys were talking about liking the um, the the bone stock stuff, or not so much the bone stock stuff, the stuff without all the protectors and everything like that. Um, in terms of running with uh, out the protectors, is a a a wire class um, wire class motor swap class kind of along the lines of what you guys are looking for, or do you want to be able to build a little bit more, just get rid of the engine protectors? Yeah, I just don't, we just don't like the training braces and the DPs and all that. Lower gotcha. lower engine cradle isn't, we don't mind that at all. Brace rims, we don't mind that because you can't find a Chevy 10 bolt or 12 bolt anymore. Right. They're getting hard to come by and expensive. I thought you guys grew Chevy parts in Nebraska. Like I thought there was like wagons and Impalas and rear ends and all that bumpers and all that stuff just growing out of the ground out there because they there always seems to be a lot of them out there because they all have to age for two years <laughs> yeah um, too, too expensive for our liking yeah no doubt it is i mean it is crazy to think what you know we're, we're paying more for bumpers now than we used to for cars you know what i mean that's that's insane i mean it's, 50 it's bucks crazy. for a car and it didn't run right and you wouldn't bother changing the spark plugs and yeah just, just smash it the yeah, it's, off it. it's crazy but I, I love talking to these guys. I mean, oh, yeah. they're, they, they fit right in with what, what we've got on our, oh, yeah. our county fair uh, county fair view of things yep. up here in, in, in New York. And uh, I'm so glad that you guys uh, were able to make some time for us and, and hang out for a little while. Um, is there anybody that you want to make mention of and, or, uh, or, or thank to help get you guys to the track? Uh, big thanks to our motor guy, Doug. He, uh, my motor, it, uh, <laughs> went to go pull it out of our Imperial and it was in a shed and the oil pan was plumb full of uh, water so he managed to uh, get that all fixed up for us in a hurry. What was wrong with it? And then uh, yeah, and just thank dad and brother and them for helping on that cab that cursed thing of building it was a, <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah, was mainly, mainly family in general for putting up with us not being around for the last month. Well, Just working, being in the shop every day, it seemed like. Yeah, there's uh, there's no small task, and, and there's certainly sacrifices made beyond beyond just what you see in terms of the, the investment in the cars. Mm, no doubt. For sure. What ended up happening to the engine? What was the issue there? Uh, we have no idea. <laughs> he tore it apart, and there was no rust anywhere where that water should have come from so and like i said it's in a shed and everything else so i don't know if it's just condensation for sitting for a year and a half or what happened with it right huh just a weird thing well that's lucky that could be bad <laughs> better to be lucky than good right no doubt <laughs> well we appreciate you making some time and hanging out with us for a little while congratulations on the win at uh corn husker and I, I hope to hope to catch up with you guys again soon. It's it's great to get your perspective on stuff. It's it's very very refreshing to hear about the the bone stock and, and being able to, or not yeah. so much bone stock, but just kind of getting away from that the, the heavy braces and protectors and stuff. I, I I like the like the sounds of all that. Absolutely. 
Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. We'll catch up with you later. Have a good night, guys. See you now. Sounds good. Yep, you too. We, we got our first break queued up. Tell you a little bit about Capital City Carnage and Bash for Cash and Smash It. And then a little bit about Demolition Dribble Life Magazine. We'll take that break. We'll come back. We should have Bad Ronnie by then. And we'll be on our way. Smash Demolition Derby wants to say thanks out to all the drivers, the dozens of partners, the fairs and staff, everybody that made 2022 a successful season. Looking ahead, Smash is going to be at the annual SMW Motorsports Expo and the promoter meetings. For plans for 2023, as they come together for classes, rules, fairs, and all the updates and everything, you can visit SmashDemolitionDerby.com online. Before we get into the county fair season, however, they do have Capital City Carnage waiting in the wing. Street Stock World Class is going to be 5-1 and Duns, 5,000 to win March 3rd and 4th at the Stormont Vale Event Center in Topeka, Kansas. Thursday is going to be heat draws at 7 o'clock. Heat draws start at 7 on Thursday. Friday and Saturday, the pits open at 9.30. Limited Weld is going to be a 10,000 to win show. Weld Compacts, 2,500 to win. Two-man extreme class, front-wheel drive hobo, front-wheel drive minivan hobo, and front-wheel drive youth hobo are all paying 2,500 to win. All the times are, uh, all the start times are in the central time zone. It's only going to be streamed on DerbyNation.tv. Additional details for Capital City Carnage, March 3rd and 4th, are online at SmashItDerby.com. You can also find out more about the Bash for Cash, that, that gigantic outdoor show, May 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Ross County Fairgrounds in Chillicothe, Ohio. Big format change is going to be the three-man pro stocks, 30000 to win. Smash it full size, paying 10,000 to win. Smash it minis, 10,000 to win. All the one and done's 2,500 to win. Friday, 7 o'clock start time. Three man pro stock team heats. Pits open at 8 o'clock. Saturday, 3 o'clock start for the Power Wheels. 4 o'clock is the pro stock team constellations and the Smash it mini heat. Street stock full size. Smith Metalworks youth full size. Street stock minivan and SUV. Frank the Tank 70s wire class. Smash it full size. Caps the night. Pits open at 8 a.m. Sunday, 1 o'clock start for championship day. Smash it minis constellation round. Youth mini. Street stock mini. The relic class. The Smash it mini feature. And then the three man pro stock team feature pits open at eight o'clock again all the details on bash for cash and everything to do with smash demolition derby is available online at smash demolition derby life magazine releases 12 copies a year and covers all of the action coast to coast for the demolition derby world home of the hottest action motorsports magazine on the market there's over 30 editions that have been published to date a full year subscription is 119 dollars and past issues are available they should be coming out with another release here in the coming weeks. Make sure you jump online and follow along. Find out more about Lexi Joes and everything going on with Demolition Derby Life magazine on DemolitionDerbyLife.com. And we are back. We got Ron McClung joining us here on the line in a moment or two to talk about the updated schedule for Billy Bash. We'll catch up with Ron for a little bit here as we approach the Approach the top of the hour here and, and wrap things up for episode number uh, 424. Uh, we got Ron. Yeah. There's Ron. Ron, Hello. man, uh, thanks for coming on and, and hanging out with us for a little while. Look at you jumping straight into the 21st century using Zoom to call in, man. Is, uh, is everything going smooth for you? Not too bad. Isn't technology fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. There hey, he Ron. is. <laughs> Well, we got four days now. We got $75,000 to win over there at the uh, Burford Fairgrounds and Ag Society show for uh, for Billy Bash. It's back again. So obviously the new and improved uh, Billy Bash idea worked and, and you're back again in 2023. Yeah, we're very excited to get things going and uh, we already have uh, 50 entries already paid and signed up. Um, added a few more different classes. 
and uh, all the drivers seem pretty excited about the uh, added prize money and again five foot trophies in every class and and, and the biggest draw is the almost hip tribute band is going to be there yes absolutely friday night they're going to kick things off and uh, can't wait they're a fantastic band and they'll play for three hours straight without stopping uh, 12 classes this year and the the headline is going to be the 10,000 to win pro stocks and I also like the addition of the uh, at least the return of that $5,000 legends feature I think that's going to be a really cool addition yeah the legends class a little bit different this year what we did was we sent out invitations to some of the older guys who've been on the coach for the past few years and we did get a few of them to come up yeah and uh, sign up and run and and we got a secondary list of drivers that are still competitive and who are legends and have won lots and won big shows. And uh, it'll be a, a full heat of 2025 cars going for $5,000, one and done. That's not bad. No, that's a, that's a pretty nice payout. That's uh, the, uh, the, the legends class stuff is always cool. When you see some of that stuff, we've had, we've had some of those type of things um, uh, that we've run across here and there. And, and it's always cool to see the drivers come back out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that especially the ones that have been been away for a little bit longer than than they probably should have because they either just uh, expensed out or or, or technology to their way uh, out yep. of the game. It's um, it's good to see them coming back. And with the rule book for that one, is it going to stay kind of true to what uh, you were used to up there in terms of the older um, stock style builds, or are you going to implement some of the new ideas to the to the build set for that Legends class? No, we decided to uh, go back to like 1999 rules. Nice. Something that older guys are more used to. Um, pretty stock car. Just you can um, have a better diff in the car and hard nose bumper and make it safe for the car for the driver. And uh, super easy build, and you don't have to go out and buy thousands and thousands of dollars of parts. This is this is right in your wheelhouse, man. I've seen you build a lot of cars in the last 10 years to 1999 style rules. <laughs> Still will. <laughs> Some of them right at the show, so see we get ready, like, as we get ready to run. Yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah I, I love building a car the same day and make the features pretty cool. <laughs> if they ever got a stacker trailer, Ron would be building the car in the back as Brian drives to the show. Yeah, that would, that would definitely happen. Definitely I bought happen. a seven-car trailer. What's that? I bought a seven-car trailer. But it's not enclosed. I guess that wouldn't stop you. I, mean, I, I, I heard the words. I, I don't think my half-ton will pull it, though. i got to get a big truck. <laughs> Just hook it on and go. What's the worst thing that will happen? Uh, blow a tranny. There you go. <laughs> so so I understand that you added R.J. Phillip to the inspection team this year. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, a lot of us are, um, like myself, I'm a street stock guy, and Brian and Matt and Jarrett and, and uh, Ryan, they're all – you know, more into weld them up cars. So we don't really have a lot of experience with the small cars and, uh, you know, the tricks and the hidden hidden things they do. So RJ will be a, a big asset to us and uh, keep everybody straight and narrow and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So again, this is going to be June 30th and then July 1, 2 and 3. Billy Bash is at the Burford uh, Fairgrounds and Ag Society. Uh, it's going to be one of the highlights of the summer up there. What's your year looking like? I know there was there were sort of some hints that you might be adding some shows to to the IM demolition schedule, and then we know that uh, you're you're at a point now with everything being pretty much. I mean, I guess it's fair Open. to say everything's back to normal. Um, I, I kind of anticipate seeing you run. You know, take it take a light year to get back into it. And run fifty shows. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I think we're we're going to be around uh, six or seven shows for us to put on this year, and then um, we got the the three shows we're going to do at Burford Fairgrounds, and then we're just going to reach out. We got a, a few of the local fairs that we're going to do. Um, as far as myself, I, I'll never miss um, running at Stoneboro. Uh, it's my favorite place to go every year. And yes, I like to go there for the pizza as well as the derby. Um, <laughs> it's just something that ever since I started going there, it's it's just uh, the best track, the best fairgrounds, and the people are so nice there. So When was the first year that you went to Stoneboro? I think it was um, about 2015. Yeah. So it's a it's a hell of a hell of a story when uh, the Reckless Warriors tour was on. Right. And it was a two night show, and uh, it was supposed to be stock cars on the Friday night and weld cars on the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And um, Bo Lockwood said that oh the whole town will open their garages up to you. They'll give you your their tools to use, and you can put your car back together to run. Well, he had a mistake, and the fair board put it out where the weld cars would be the Friday night and the stock cars would be the Saturday night. Uh-oh. So I only had a stock car and I ended up running my stock car against all the pro cars. And, uh, out of, I think it was 30 cars. It got down to like 18th place, which was really good. And, um, I made a mess of the car. Imagine that. And the next morning at the car wash, I was cleaning the car up so I could go back home at the end of the day after the Derby. And, uh, four guys pulled up in a ex police cruiser and told me to follow them. And they took me to a garage and we, uh, put my car back together with, uh, some Imperial subframe parts and lots of nine wire and some MIG wire. And I was able to compete in the stock class and gain more points and end up being the, uh, headhunter for the reckless warriors tour. And, uh, I gained four new friends that day. And, uh, one of them was being Mark Elliott. Pretty cool. About that. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't... we went. We went to Randy Brazel's chop shop in uh, Mercer, Pennsylvania, okay. and it was Chris Furster and uh, Mark Elliott and Greg Halut, and uh, so just a whole pile of people. And they put on a whole spread of food and put my car back there, cut a cut a Chrysler Imperial subframe in half and put it onto my Y framer, and uh, I was able to get back out on the track and have a great time. That's awesome. That's what Derby's about, man. It that's, is. That's, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, and, real family. And and Ron's one of those guys that would get along real well with the the, the Crands that we had on oh, yeah. in Nebraska. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever had a chance to run against those guys before? I, I think no, it's a fair I, question since you've been all over the place. I I haven't been to Nebraska yet, but I'd like to go there one of these days. So you got to get into the Border War show. Yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, I, I'm blanking on it. Crash Fest Express. That's the one I was trying wow. to think of. Mm-hmm. Those guys. Yeah, I'd, uh, li- I'd like to get down to California to some of them stock shows that pay pretty good. Have you ever been there before? No, it's it's on the bucket list for sure. Yeah, you're too young to have a bucket list. That's it's a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm 60 at the end of this year. Oh, not even slowing down a little bit, huh, Ronnie? No way. I'm still trying to process. They can, that. They can bury 60. me in a car. Good for you. <laughs> I can't. When Mark Elliott and Chris Furster pull up to you at night <laughs> at a car wash and say, "No, it was, it was at seven in the morning." Location, I, you got to be a little. You got to be a little, little, little apprehensive about making that drive. <laughs> well, well, to me, it looked like four big goons climbing out of this ex-cop car, and I'm going, "What did I do?" <laughs> <laughs> 
but it, and, it turned out to be a, a really good time and uh, I was glad to get back on the track because uh, it, it was a lot of fun like Stoneboro's is such a hard track and me I like to hit people and it, you can hit so hard there and mm-hmm. junk a car in no time I remember being at Stoneboro and man the fight that broke out on the track on the track it was uh, um, Klinger and <laughs> uh, Rick Clark yeah, the battle at the bottom of that tower when they were hitting each other at the bottom base of that tower. Yeah. Feel like I wasn't there, shaking. but I, I watched the video. Yeah, and, that was. And that they was drove. Awesome. We all ended up leaving Stoneboro. We drove overnight at you know various points. Drove back up to San Filippo the next day, and they picked right back up where they left off. <laughs> it was. It was. It yeah, was, I remember. I remember watching that show on on uh, on the Mochimacala. It was. They put on. A, they got out after it. That was for sure. It was great. It was great. That that track is real special to a lot of people. I mean, Frankie Guy loves that track. Uh, Casey Smith loves Stoneboro. Um, that weld that the night that uh, I, I believe it was the same night that that Ron was talking about down there at Stoneboro. That was the night that they had the team show, the special team yeah. exhibition, the second night, if I'm not mistaken, with some pretty serious iron. That Imperial that Casey Smith won with, I believe, ended up in the hands of Corey Roman. Oh, okay. And Corey Roman ended up winning with that. Was that, that 21 with it? The Kings of Ohio. Nationals? Uh, I, it might be. It might be, because I think he took a, if I'm not mistaken, I think he took a Ford when he went out to okay. to Dustin Woods' show. Mm-hmm. I don't think he brought an Imperial out there. I think it must have been the Iron City show that, yeah. he, that, he, that he ran that with. And, and I'm sure that, I mean, the car's been on the track 60 times since the last time <laughs> it was at Stoneboro with, with Casey Smith, yet. and it doesn't look any different. No, yeah, it hasn't changed funny. any. That was, a, that was a nasty ride. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of good builders around Pennsylvania area, a lot of creativity. Chris Burster's now added on to um, Frankie Guy's crew, and uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't miss too much. And It'll be interesting to see what Stoneboro Fair is going to be like this year. What's well, uh, first year was a head inspector for uh, I, I Bo Lockwood f- yeah. for uh, Bo Lockwood. Yeah. And he, oh no no it was um uh was Mike bad habit Mike uh it starts with an H his son race runs Hagedrum? bad habit uh, demolition derby that's who Chris Burster was the head inspector for. He Chris inspected it at Warriors too, though, didn't he? Yeah, he. But I think it was. Um, he wasn't the head inspector. Oh, there, okay. So. Yeah, because I think Toby at one point was. Yeah, Toby was the head inspector. Well. Yeah, I remember seeing Toby think, uh, too. I think Youngblood was inspecting for them, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But I, I don't believe any of those guys were necessarily the the head, the head inspector. No, mm-hmm. Chris Furster. <laughs> I, I don't remember who told me one time uh, that that cheaters make the best tech inspectors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I maybe think that could. I think that could potentially uh, creative creative builders make the best tech inspectors for sure. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen them get out in the shopping carts with Pete Hansen. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny. That was that was a pretty interesting night that night. If you were there at that banquet, <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, did you ever get the chance to go down to the fall brawl shows that were at? Um, the original Keystone Nationals at uh, Jefferson County Fairgrounds in Brookville? Um, I, I ran Brookville like three times. I don't know if it was a fall brawl. Um, well, anything that happens in the fall is a brawl anyway, so it's easy for it to get confused. <laughs> yeah. Ran so many derbies, you know. Um, I don't think I was ever at a fall brawl one there, though. The, 
the the exchange in the whole the whole thing that stands out that was the year that Tim Showers brought the 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 teal imperial there, and and it was this this crazy mod class and this big exchange and somebody went up over the back of his trunk lid and it had the big tire mark on the back it was it was cool but but the the underlying story of that was Chris Furster brought a diplomat and he won the <laughs> stock show yeah and brought it back out and he almost won the mod show the same car I mean it was <laughs> I remember that now that you brought that you bring it up I remember that. Actually, yeah. Randy Brazel did that in the mod class in a diplomat at Stoneboro. Oh, really? Two years ago. See, diplomats are where it's at. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't beat a good dippy. I think he runs Chrysler Engine, too. Hey, he knows what's good, man. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, beyond Stoneboro, was there any other any other trips that you're really looking forward to in 2020? I, I got a few cars sitting around. I'd like to go somewhere. Um, I, I, I'm. I'd like to maybe get into the uh, uh, River City Rampage Most Wanted Fine Art class if I can get an entry for that. That'd be cool. Um, other than that, just a few small derbies here and there. Pretty busy year. I expect nothing less. Yeah, Ronnie's mm -hmm. always busy. Well, uh, where can I, I know I am demolition is sort of the hub for for the information that you've got out there is there any websites or anything that are dedicated to I am demolition or uh, Billy bash or is it is it going to strictly be through I am demolition on Facebook yeah right for right now it's just a Facebook page we are working on a website just trying to figure out which direction to take and uh, how involved we want to get with it because we all you know I travel so much and everybody else works a lot so if we're going to do it, we want to be interactive and we want to be approachable and uh, we want everybody to have a good time at all of our shows. And uh, we're, we're all very passionate about the derbies and we just want to keep them growing and uh, keep on smashing cars. I, you mentioned the we there. I remember when, when Billy Bash was coming back last year and we talked and it was, it was getting a little bit closer to it. You talked about there were some other folks that used to be involved with it that sort of approached you about helping bring that back. Is I Am Demolition and Billy Bash yours? Uh-oh, somebody didn't mute their phone. Uh, is it yours exclusively or is that, is that collective still together? Yeah, it's, it's just me. Um, me and my son, Brian McClung, and uh, Kayla Zager. And then we got a hell of a crew behind us. Um, it's just that uh, Billy Bash went for 10 years, over 10 years ago. It was an annual derby and a weekend derby and mm -hmm. camping and everything. And then um, the promoter dropped it. And it was a, a memorial derby for their father. And uh, he was a really good guy. And I, he handed me a lot of trophies and a lot of prize money over the, the 40 years that I've been driving. And... I just want to keep honoring them. Sure. And um, this year, the Legends class, it's it's honoring uh, Gail Hill from uh, Gail's Auto Aftermarket. And he's been a sponsor of derbies and derby drivers ever since I could remember. If you needed a carburetor or a fan belt or um, a fuel pump or a distributor, that man would give it to you. And he, he would never ask you for payment or anything. And uh, he's been a real asset to our sport here in Ontario. Awesome. Well, check it out. I am Demolition. Bad Ronnie. Most likely coming to a Demolition Derby near you. You bet. Because, because that's what Ronnie does. Because that's what Ronnie does. <laughs> Ronnie, man, I appreciate you making some time for us. Um, we're gonna, we got one more quick break that we're going to roll here, and then uh, we're going to come back and, and wrap up number 
424. Appreciate you making some time and, and keep in touch, man, where your travels might bring you, where we might get a chance to, to bump into you. April 1st isn't too far away. Maybe we'll see you down at the Expo in Ohio. Yeah, I'll be down at the Expo for sure. Awesome. We look forward yeah. to it, man. Congratulations on the on on the success of Billy Bash from last year, and hopefully this year is just as strong. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Of course, man. We'll catch you soon. Yeah. Yep. Bye now. There goes Ron. We're gonna roll that final break. We'll be back after we tell you about uh, Alfredham Racing and Jeffy's Fab Farm. Jeffy's Fab Farm in Fredericksburg, Virginia, specializes in all of your demolition derby needs. We've got you covered from bumper to bumper. Whether you need headers, shifters, harnesses, fueling systems, or complete turnkey setups, jeffysfabfarm.com can help. We've even got a Canadian branch to help our northern customers. With over 16 years in the industry, we've got the knowledge and experience needed to provide the highest quality parts and put you in the winner's circle. Visit our website today or call Jeff at 540-907-3390. Fabby says the best parts come from the farm. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Where'd you go? We did the derby. Ow, my head! You want to do a derby? Hey, Derby World. This is All For Him Racing Videos, where derby never ends. We have people come up and ask, what is All For Him Racing Videos? And the answer is a YouTube channel dedicated to growing the sport of Demolition Derby in a positive and fun way. Our passion is to show the next generation this sport and capture the memories for generations to come. We're just trying to show that you can be a Christian, do crazy and exciting things like Demolition Derby, and just spread the word. We have traveled all over the country filming events, all while meeting many great people, hearing amazing stories, seeing the passion for this sport, and falling in love with the Derby community. We have grown to be the largest Demolition Derby channel on YouTube across the world, with millions of views within our large library of videos. We love what we do and can't wait for what the future has in store. We always want to be a place for positive, exciting, and action-packed derby videos. Thank you, Derby World, and enjoy the videos. And I don't know if you're following along, but Alex has the first leg of the 2022 hits videos. Cool. Starting to trickle out. So cool. make sure you jump on there, follow along with Alex Vasco and everything that he has been up to. Here's we wrap up number uh, 424. Glad everybody enjoyed Bad Ronnie being on the show. I was uh, I heard the live chat was, was hopping a little bit. As you can see, I had a yellow sheet of paper. It's very different. I usually have all my notes on the computer. I'm still mm -hmm. acclimating to this life without a computer screen. I'm still not even sure what to do with my hands. I've just but been playing with the cord. I know. I've seen you've unraveled most of it. No, I fixed it. Nate, Nate, Nate's been texting me. So he's going to be, uh, uh, he's, you're going to have to replace all the feet of that that, that have to be uh, recoiled. It's been fixed. No, it works <laughs> properly. Uh, so, so diving in a little bit of this, I, I think we'd be remiss if we don't at least uh, somewhat touch on this, uh, the, the happenings on Monday Night Football. 
last night. And one of the things that jumped off the page at me is, is I'm not challenging any of the decisions or anything that was made with, with the, the cancellation of the game and the situation with DeMar Hamlin and, and the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati game. Uh, right now, I still maintain that the number one team in football is at UC Medical, the trauma unit, and, uh, and really no changes in terms of any information there. But uh, during the broadcast, uh, there was a lot of conversation about how this is unprecedented and it's never been seen before. And to an extent, I'm going to agree with that, even within the even within the vacuum of the NFL. For the last 50 years, the expectation is if somebody gets hurt, they give a thumbs up on the stretcher and the game goes on. Um, now, there was a little bit of backtracking that was going on on some of the Sirius XM shows today and saying that, you know, nobody had actually given the express word and they don't know where that information was coming from, saying that they were going to go back and play the game. You know, going so far back, if we get in the Wayback Machine, back to that Raiders game in the 70s where the gentleman died and they still played the game. Different era, different safety, different awareness, different, mm -hmm. completely different era, but nonetheless. But while they're saying all that stuff, um, we've never seen it before, and, and, and we have. Um, not in front of the limelight. We've seen it at the college level. We've seen it in minor leagues with, with line drives. We've seen individuals be, uh, be hurt or, or they're, you know, they have an underlying condition with a, with a heart thing that had never been identified, high school athletes and stuff like that. And we've seen it, but it wasn't ever in front of the cameras. The exception is racing. A lot. The exception, it, you know, the, the one that jumps off the page in prime time is Dale Earnhardt in, in 2001. Alex Zanardi had his legs ripped off in a horrible accident. I can think of two IndyCar racers that were killed um, when their cars flung upside down and, and they, they crushed their skulls. Um, and all of that, generally speaking, has been on TV, and I know it's closer to us, and I can't really think immediately of, of a case where um, a demolition derby was expressly canceled, but I know that we've had significant injuries, um, major burns, uh, we've had parts fly into the stand. We've, we've had a heart attack. I remember Hammy Hamilton, uh, broken hip, had to be cut out of the car. Um, Christy Germain, she had a broken hip at one time. Um, and uh, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Workhoven who took that shot and it, and it busted his hip yeah. joint and his femur? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, I mean, the, there's stuff like that. But, again, those aren't necessarily situations where you look at the, at the, at the end result and you think, wow, somebody's, somebody's life's in danger. Um, but on the flip side of it, we've had a lot um, with uh, the advent of the pay-per-view. It doesn't necessarily have the limelight and the attraction um, on the motorsport side of things as a whole. You know, I think of, of uh, Kramer Williamson when he hit the wall and the drive shaft came, or excuse me, the steering shaft came back and the steering wheel crushed his chest or, or, or Brian Clawson or, you know, you can go through this laundry list of stuff and, and it, it almost, it almost kind of bothered me, you know, when you think about Demolition Derby, Brian, is how many times we've been into shows like, well, we've got to wait for the ambulance to get back before we can continue. Mm -hmm. You don't see people taking out on, on backboards. You don't see the, 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 um, the, the regular instance where it's a uh, life-threatening exchange. But you often get the instance where you just assume that that guy's going to be okay. And we almost come to a point where we're cavalier with the phrase, everybody's got to work on Monday. Yeah. And, and it almost gets to a point where within motorsport as a whole, that gets taken for granted. Yes. Um, you know, I've, you kind of brought back a lot of memories. Um, when I was, I don't know, single digits, um, a gentleman died while racing at Kandag with Dennis Taney. And I remember he never turned through three and four straight across. Um, come to find out he ended up having a heart attack. That's what Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting there, and I remember people talking about it. Yeah, he's dead, da-da-da-da-da. 
and they got him out of the car and took him away and they went back to racing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Dave Knizel, a few years later at Middletown, he was killed, got him out of the car, went back to racing. Fleming at Syracuse. Fleming at Syracuse. Um, I remember being at Brewerton for a derby once and a guy was killed in a, I can't remember if it was a dwarf or an Imca, but same thing, they went right back at it. Um, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, there was millions of people watching this. Um, and that's, I mean, it was such a hyped up game. So that's why the country, in my humble opinion, I could be wrong. It's just, you know, let's say about opinions. Um, it, so many people saw it. And mm -hmm. so many people... You know, my uh, my nephew, who is 10 years old, maybe 11, um, he's a huge Bills fan. And he, you know, so I told my wife, I said, you better text and see if, if Dylan or if Owen was watching. And he was. And at first, you know, it, he'd, he'd seen people get hurt. But then, it, you know, and then he got upset and she had to try to explain it to him. And, you know, that's, that's you know, that's, that's kind of what people are dealing with. Um, you know, it, it is definitely, it, it's definitely different with motorsports for some reason i don't really know yeah. why i don't um, to the point where it almost feels like we've become desensitized to it you just accept the you accept that element of risk and it was it was really really bizarre when i was when i was hearing them because it's true it's been a while since we've had anything like this but you know john nemechek back in the truck series at, at homestead miami he slapped the wall with the driver's side and it's the same thing that took out kenny Irwin. it's the same thing that killed adam petty it's the same thing you got a long list of drivers that had the same Many. thing happen and it was just it was just a little bit jarring to it, but by no means, by no means should anybody take away the conversation we're having right now to, to where I'm saying that they should have played that football game. No, God no. And I I maintain that, you know, you gotta understand that on the sidelines that they're yes, they are professional athletes. Yes, they play a kid's game for a king's ransom, but this is the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys, I am pretty confident, that was the first time they've ever seen what CPR and defibrillation is. Well, in and real that's time. the thing and there's I'll a lot of people that didn't have that experience before that rattled them I, I will be completely honest i have never experienced anything in any form of of coaching in my life anything like that um you know i i couldn't imagine because you know when they start cpr somebody's life is is in you know what i mean it's it, mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's right there on the edge and then add in the aed um i can't imagine it um actually my wife and i were watching and uh one son was in the shower and my other son was upstairs and he didn't see it live. And I told her is when they, when they came back, you know, and they, well, when the, when they said there was an injury, you could see the people come out and then they didn't panic, but you could see a sense of urgency. And I'm like, that's not a normal neck. Right. That's not a normal back. Um, you know, and we, we just sat there watching and the boys came, ended up coming down and, and, and watching with us. And, you know, they showed some of the replays and, when he collapsed, I, I said, it's got to be cardiac. It's, it's got to be cardiac. Um, and, I, you know, and then I told the boys, I said, when I was a kid, there was a, you know, I was probably 10, 11 years old, and uh, Hobart used to be kings of uh, lacrosse, Division mm -hmm. three or two, whichever. And uh, so they used to have camp, or, or, uh, lacrosse camps every year. And I remember a kid my age got killed playing lacrosse because he got hit in the chest, and there's – this a specific time where if you yep. get hit in the chest and it disrupts your heartbeat then generally they don't get you back right. and that had happened this and then i was talking we were talking about it at work today and it also happened at cornell once yeah and that's that's kind of what i was leaning to as soon as it but i mean that happened to chris pronger yeah the hockey player yep 
Um, he survived though. He, he, he made it. Um, you know, and I, I, I told my, you know, talking with the kids, my, my boys afterwards, I said, you know, I said this past season, we, I had a kid get a very serious injury. No, no life threatening, no nothing. And it shook me right to the core. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, after everything was over, um, it was, it was before the varsity game. So I was getting ready to go watch my old, youngest son play. I just went and sat in a truck and listened to music for like an hour and mm-hmm. just, decompressed you know ended up riding the game with my wife and i just i can't imagine what the 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 doctors the first responders the players the coaches the referees the sixty thousand people in the stadium you know what i mean that's, well, they, the, the, the the players did a great job of there was no tarps i mean he's in the middle of the field and yeah. they made the tarp you know yeah. and that was that was good to see and um and and they shielded some of it but i was there at the game when uh coach cooper passed away and in uh the junior high school game and also when i was in college uh a girl that i was dating we were at her house and her grandmother collapsed and we waited for the ambulance to come and and they did all that ordeal there and we were on the phone as she was calling family members and stuff and then we went to the emergency room and we went through all of that experience too and it's yep. it is not anything close to what they show you when they practice that stuff on the on the no, on the dummies and it will leave an effect on you yeah because it's a lot you know I, I i went through the city you know i wasn't there when when my mom passed um by the time i got to their house she was already in the ambulance mm-hmm. but then they came and talked to us and told us the whole so you know it just it definitely is it, it puts everything in its perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I, and I've, I've been in, involved in football for 30, 39 years, going on 39 years. And, you know, it, it just, you know, I mean, I've seen thousands of football plays, mm-hmm. tens of thousands probably, and between, you know, the youth and I've, all the way up through right. and never seen something like that happen. And no. it's just, I mean, unfortunately, it's, a, you know, it's a freak of nature. It's, it's, you know, the, 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 circumstances were one in 10 million or something and unfortunately it happened so yeah and if you uh if you're the praying sort you know you should you should probably pray for the young man mm-hmm. but uh you know I, all of that being said it still is bizarre sometimes where you know we don't get the luxury all the time with the the thumbs up i'm i'm, I'm reminded of one of those catastrophic fires that happened out in utah and and i don't know if that derby continued or not or you know, there's a bunch of stuff that happened here close to home that I, I, I distinctly remember an individual being hurt, but not to the point where it was life-threatening. And it was a foregone conclusion that we were going to keep going. And, and you know, it kind of made me think back. It's like, was that necessary? Did we need to? Well, but, and I, I actually brought I don't mind up, the fact that they stopped the game. No, not at all. I actually brought up uh, WWE when they continued after one heart fell. <sighs> yeah. The, that was the day after my wife and I had gotten married. And you know that accident happened, and we we went to Toronto for our honeymoon, and uh, man, that was all they talked about was that was what had happened, and because you know that's that's very big, and um, you know that's what I said. I said I hope they learn, and the kids are like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "This game is over. Like, there's no, you know." So so WWE, let's take this a little bit of a lighter direction, but I did want to put that out there just just so that we had a, a moment to talk about it. Um, WWE. Segwaying to Chris Jericho, made a donation to the fund, oh, cool. uh, the toy fund, and realized that he had spelled DeMar's name wrong. Matched that same donation with the correct spelling. That's awesome. Because he's a cool guy. That's awesome. Um, Andy cool. Dalton 
You know, remember all the donations and everything yep. that the Bills fans had made to Andy Dalton when he completed the pass and got the Bills back to the playoffs. Um, he's donated back to that fund. Cool. And I heard on the ride over um, that the, the toy fund that DeMar Hamlin had set up is now up to $3.2 million And, you know, the NFL family and all this other stuff. And I, I'm here to tell you right now that um, that fund would be well over a million dollars if the Bills were 3-12 and 12 and this happened on a Sunday and oh, yeah. he was fine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Definitely. The, the Buffalo Bills community is, and you can, I, I, I'll die on the hill, you know, yeah. the Buffalo Bills community is like none other. It's, it's probably the closest to the demolition derby community that you can get. Oh, yeah. Hardworking, uh, blue collar, and, and they would have done that. They added a wing at the, uh, at the children's hospital mm -hmm. when Josh Allen's uh, grandmother passed away. So it was, it was just cool to see all yep. of that, and, and it's in the media attention. Everybody's talking about it. It's helping generate a lot of momentum, and it's a lot of good things, but that would be the case no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not to, to, to uh, I don't know, to, to re reiterate or re retread, but uh, me and a friend at work were talking, and I said, you know, I said this, what happened to this young man and Dale Earnhardt passing away were, in my, to me, were eerily similar in that you've seen much worse and seen people walk away from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just, you just never know. I mean, I, we, we brought up the, the Talladega wreck. When Dale Earnhardt flipped and got hit in the roof and, yeah. you know, broke his sternum, but he walked in the ambulance and raced in a week or two. You know, how many times have you seen hits in football where you're, you're waiting, you know, for somebody to, to have to mm -hmm. be stretchered off? And, Hold I mean, your it, breath. Yeah, it was, but, I mean, it was just, unfortunately, it happened. And, like I said, if, if, if you believe in prayer, you know, please pray. And if not, you know, send, send good thoughts to the young man, and hopefully things work out. I think that pretty much covers it. Absolutely. I do hope that everything does work out. There hasn't been much in terms of updates, um, but, you know, we're waiting to see. Uh, and hopefully hopefully this, uh, this does increase a little bit of awareness to it. And above all else, hopefully this is, this is a little bit of a learning uh, opportunity for some of the nationally televised sports. And also on the flip side, I, I hope that this is something that we don't have to watch again. Yeah, definitely. I agree. On that note, that's going to do it for episode number 424. We appreciate everybody tuning in and hanging out with us for a little while. That's going to wrap it up, and we'll be back here again at some point next week. <laughs> we'll Barring think. basketball schedules. Barring basketball schedules. We'll be back again for episode number 425 next week. We'll see you then. Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLinks1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. <laughs>